Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Retro Ad Review. Hi, everybody. So um, we're back and we're here with a new episode of Retro Head Review. Hi, so, everybody. So today we're, we're, we're back. Gonna... <laughs> what is it from Lamb Chop? This is a song that never ends or doesn't end. Yeah. Speaking of that. Lamb Chop, we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at one of the late 90s, early 2000s economic phenomenons. And one of its biggest symbols of that era, the Pets.com sock puppet. He's a wonderful boy. If you don't remember the Pets.com puppet or have never seen it, just close your eyes and imagine a sock puppet that looks like a dog. It was very simple looking. So for those of you that do remember it, we're just going to dive straight into the commercial. So that way you can relive your wonderful memories of when you were a child or a teenager or something, and you're like, wow, it's the Pets.com dog. Unless you were reading Harry Potter with your nose in a book all day and didn't look up to see stupid internet ads. <laughs> internet ads went on there on TV. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that's weird. Um, it's a weird era. It was that transitional era of the information superhighway and regular world. All right, so we're going to go for the first commercial, and this commercial is called Pets.com Sock Puppet Commercial Dog Park. Today, we're coming to you for one crazy dog park. Now that you can get whatever you want at Pets.com, it's like Mardi Gras. Don't give up. Don't give up. Squeaky toys, new collars, leashes. Oh, wow, he's got a stuffed thing. I love stuffed things. This is the happiest day of my life. Come on, jump. Jump. Got it. Pets.com, because pets can't drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is my kind of party. Oh, yeah. I feel like this commercial is in a midway point between the cool 90s thing and like the kind of almost real life look of the mid 2000s. It may have been ahead of its time. A portent of the uh, viral marketing stuff. So to describe the commercial itself, it's just (laughs) quite clearly a sock puppet because you can see a guy's arm in the sock. It's a sock puppet that is narrating his experience in a dog park and it's just a load of different people and a load of dogs and he's just engaging with the dogs in different ways like commentating on their i don't know when they're tugging a piece of rope or when they're playing around and jumping and at the very end he catches a frisbee that says pets.com on it and then is (laughs) dog piled by a bunch of dogs and then starts making a weird voice like oh i love this or whatever they're licking his face yeah they're licking his face yeah and that was the commercial. But what about the company itself? It was for the company Pets.com, which is where... I feel like we're doing an ad for Pets.com because we keep saying Pets.com. Pets.com. I wonder what pets. happens pets. when you com. look up Pets.com. Uh, it goes to PetSmart. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, well, sorry. I probably just like... I probably just get a spoiled the ending there. Yeah, I spoiled the ending, so I don't have to go through this long middle. (laughs) But it's a pretty interesting story, so I'll start. 
Pets.com was a company that sold pet supplies over the internet. In the days long before Chewy, we had Pets.com. It was Chewy. one of... <laughs> it was... It was I thought Let's you were talking about the Wookiee. <laughs> oh, not Chewbacca. It was one of five or so pet internet ventures during the dot-com bubble, like Petopia and Pet whatever else you can put pet in front of, Pet eShop or something. It also became something of the face of the failures of the dot-com bubble, which we'll see soon because of the advertising. The Pets.com domain name was registered in 1994 by Greg McElmore. And the website was launched in 1998, and it was incorporated in 1999. In 1999, it was bought by Julie Wainwright, who was a CEO at the time, and she was already kind of well-known. And using her clout, she was able to attract venture capitalists to supply money, one of them being someone you might know of today, Jeff Bezos and Amazon.com. And along with a few other companies, their initial investments totaled $10.5 million. Amazon at that point owned 54% stake in the company. What was their model? Their model, how did they get big? It's just like Cheap. they got there early or what? Because this well, one has I a mean, model, but I was going to say a lot of them got early. I don't know. I actually don't know. I feel like I've read it a number of times, but it's the kind of thing that I just don't retain. Did yeah. you read in business school? Probably. Right. I don't so, know. Uh, but um, I think it's just cheap. So and they in order to aggressively got market share or something. In order to get attention, like a lot of the 2000s things, in a market saturated with similar products, just in general, the pet market was $29 billion in 1999. How are wow. you going to compete with that and your other internet competitors? You have to stand out. And like a lot of the 2000s commercials that we've reviewed before, what do they do? They get big and loud and weird. Berries and cream, berries and cream, all the berries and cream. Yeah, weird is definitely one of them. The 2000s were a bad time. <laughs> That's <laughs> my feeling general. on it. Whenever I think of the 2000s, I think they kind of sucked. Uh, there's like this, this uh, nostalgia thing going on with, I guess, people who either weren't born or were like, when the 2000s Growing happened. Growing up in the, the 90s. Yeah, kind born of. Born kids have 2000s. Yeah, and nostalgia. 2000s kind of blew in a it's number like, hey, of Teen ways. Titans. Teen Titans is like, well, and the rest of it appears kind of suck. And yeah, there's a lot of things. And also the music kind of sucked. The fashion kind of sucks. The financial crisis at the end kind of sucked. <laughs> and the dot-com bubble at the beginning kind of sucked. Yeah, it's not The great. sandwich by The war on terror kind of sucked. <laughs> I don't know. Just yeah, I feel like the '90s were probably that weird heyday period where it was just kind of like things about, are okay-ish. We didn't I mean, have to worry about uh, at least in America, we didn't have to worry about communists and Islamists. Communism. <laughs> All right. Pets.com had to stand out with their weirdness. They looked to a really long name of an ad company, TWBA Chayat Day, to design the advertising campaign. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> The Day TWBA, Day executive people said that they needed this fast because you have to go fast to get ahead of the competition to grab the market share that they gave them the job pretty much instantly. Why did they give TWBA, Day the job? Because Day before they merged with TWBA, was known for their very famous 1984 Apple ad where this really strong woman throws a freaking hammer throw at an evil propaganda screen or something. Themselves to death, but we've been fighting them with that old confusion. 
Remember that one? I don't. <laughs> oh, wait, no. We know that yeah, one. Yeah, the one where the freaking like, fit a... lady runs and throws a hammer. Yeah, and... Big Brother and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah, that Big Brother. That's the kind of the big classic one. Excuse yeah. me, listeners. I just kind of had a brain moment there. Yeah, that's a big commercial. After one of the, the biggest t- ever. <laughs> yeah. After the, the merger with TWBA, TWBA Che a Day, they did a bunch of other stuff, but probably the most famous at the time was the Taco Bell Chihuahua, which got them in a bit of hot water because people said it was racist a little bit. Yo <laughs> but, quiero uh, Taco Bell. Time. There we go. Yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. What a great dog. Uh, TWBA. Gidget. Gidget. TWBA Cheat Day said that pets.com was not the only .com people that asked them for stuff. They were just being knocked at at the door by everybody who wanted to get advertising. I mean, that Taco Bell dog was everywhere, so I could see why the guys who did Taco Bell, let's let's go to them. I guess it's who threw the most money at him probably at this point. (laughs) They also did those annoying Crash Bandicoot guy in a suit ads, which I kind of hate. No, Bandicoot is an Australian name. For Pets.com. Oh, this is very reminiscent of that. Okay, the commercial that we just played. I mean, it's it's kind of in between, but it does does have that that vibe. It had that vibe of 90s extremeness with virality in the 2000s. So it was terrible. (laughs) This is it's actually I know this is going to sound really stupid because this is like the podcast, but it is really interesting watching commercials over time. It's like, wow, that's what the standard of beauty was back then? Yeah, yeah or just even like <laughs> the developments of like trends or something like that. Anyway, Mercury. whatever. Whatever. All it's right. been fun for me. For pets.com. So are we technically a history podcast? I don't know, actually. We're definitely entertainment. For well, pets. I mean, we com, look at entertainment. Maybe we're not entertaining they, at all. <laughs> they created the pets.com sock puppet. It debuted in August 1999 with the commercial deliveries. Today, I'm overseeing some deliveries for Pets.com, purely in an advisory role. The sock puppet itself was just a sock puppet. Just just a sock with a watch, a wristwatch for a collar because it was on a guy's wrist and a microphone attached to non-function floppy arms that he kind of held up. He looked homemade because the angle was that the pets at home had their own lives and feelings. That's why one of the biggest ones that aired at the Super Bowl addresses that. And I guess they needed it super fast. So the TWBA guys were like, uh, here's a sock. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> if they came so, up with it on that weekend or something, yeah. like, crap, we need to deliver something. Or in two minutes, yeah, not sock. even a back of the napkin thing. They was like, here you go. Take off your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> It was voiced by comedian Michael Ian Black, who I first heard of during the VH1 nostalgia things. I love the 90s or 80s, depends. His voice is always weird to me. It's like... He was in like the state and stuff. Soft-spoken and weird. Yeah, yeah. He was funny on I Love the 90s and 80s and stuff. I think he was in some program called The State, and I think that was Yeah, that was the one where he got... But I think that was more of a early 90s Gen X thing I didn't know about. Yeah, it was. It was like on Comedy Central. I, I could be completely wrong about this, but I do think that was a pretty big moment for him or whatever. But, but yeah. yeah, probably. But in... He still and, a lot of things, though. Yeah. And in keeping with its cheapness, Michael Ian Black didn't have a script. He just improvised all the lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here like, hey, we're here at a dog park. Here's a doggy. Woof, woof. Black said he wouldn't have taken the job if he knew how much pressure the company was in for this to work. 
they were in so much pressure that the first commercial deliveries where he's running around with a delivery guy and harassing him <laughs> was closely watched by all the admin and the company people. They were, they were looking at it and they said, this has to work, this has to work. But unfortunately for them, the feed cut off and nice. only Michael Ian Black and the delivery driver were there talking to each other. So the commercial was wrapped up and Pets.com loved it. Said this is what's going to happen. That's really cool. Sort of. Overall, the ad budgets were big, but how much did it cost for each individual thing? Because this looks really gorilla, right? Yeah, I mean, like it was really cheap. I think they probably paid a lot of money. A lot of the money went more towards the ad people and less to the commercial. The I presume stuff. the commercial itself cost quite a bit, but not like in comparison yeah. to others, I would suspect pretty low. TWBA said it was a bit different from what they used to do because, you know, you had to get the attention. And it was the beginning of that viral marketing garbage. <laughs> and in order to grab the market share, it wasn't just these cheap commercials. It was a huge advertising blitz. So everyone got to know them. They had to compete with their competitors. And while Amazon was backing uh, Pets.com, Petco was backing something like Petopia. So they had to really just go like, we're everywhere. The puppet went on a media tour, got a publicist, (laughs) and was in things like magazines like Time, Entertainment Weekly, and Adweek. That sounds like one of those things in like parody movies, like Miss Piggy on Time, Miss Piggy on Time, right? It does, actually. Um, I remember this being the case, though. That puppet was everywhere yeah he it was, was. As, it was as everywhere as the muppets yeah, yeah. And you're right it does seem like that like a 70s the muppet movie or something like that and it's like miss piggy on like, time what will miss piggy do next or something and tv shows like happened. tv shows like good morning america where he was actually covering the oscars and asking about their pets and regis and kathy lee the precursor to what's her name and what's this guy <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> Ryan Seacrest and it's a Kelly ship. Robert. What is it? Is a what's that ship? Ship of Theseus. Anyway, go on. Oh yeah, the one that is it the same ship? Yeah. It's literally biggest ad spot was a 36 foot balloon at the 1999 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Furnished by Pets.com, you may have seen this sock puppet on television to show their success with the marketing. Getting a spot in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade with a balloon costs quite a bit. I think like $20,000 or something like that. Whoa. But Macy's asked them to join and get a spot for free. Very good marketing. Just, uh, I mean, we all know the end result of this company. Just, I guess, harebrained mismanagement. But yeah, that's impressive. Macy's is like, please, please, dog, come. We need you. (laughs) Here you go. And they slap their thighs like, come here, come Mm -hmm. here. They marketed him as items as well, and he would prove to be one of their biggest sellers. Like, you get a sock puppet itself, the sock puppet coffee table book, the sock puppet everything else. I liked him. I remember him. I remember liking him. In 2000, they had a $1.2 million commercial at the Super Bowl. Wonderful. Again, due to his popularity, Chicago let them use their song. The one that says, if you leave me now. I remember that commercial. I don't exactly know what the name of the song is. I think it's called Please Don't Go, but I don't know if it is. Peter Zatera, the singer of Chicago, or at least one point, actually gave them permission to use the song. 
and everyone was a fan of the big, stupid everyone was a fan of this dumb dog. The 2000 Super Bowl was known as the dot com Super Bowl because 17 of the commercials were from dot com companies. Fortune favors the brave. <laughs> and uh, if you're not too good with your money, the bold also can do stupid things like <laughs> pets.com. Two weeks after the Super Bowl, they went with their initial public offering and the employees were expecting it to go up and up and up. While they got $82.5 million, the shares stayed at $11 the whole day. It was later found out that the banks were kind of keeping it afloat. Because behind the scenes, the company was bleeding and burning money. They lost money on almost all items, spending much of it on the advertising blitz to get the market share. And then when you get the people in, you start steadily raising the prices because now they're loyal customers. But... This being the early days of the internet, not like now when we're lazy and have a pandemic, we get chewy to reverse <laughs> our stuff. Everyone was like, why am I going to wait four to seven business days before Amazon streamlined it? Four to seven business days to get my pet his food when I can just walk yeah, or drive that weird like because 30 we do, minutes at max to get we, the food. We do actually wait four to seven days for a lot of things now. It's just kind of normal. Like, okay, there's a balance where we get it the next day because of Amazon or whatever. But then yeah. there's other points where we do wait four to seven days. Like back then it was just, well, I'm going to work. I'm going to walk there. Why would yeah. I wait? Which is really interesting. And now... They were also trying to get customers. They bought out their competition, which cost more money. And they were trying to get market share by making discounts. Spending f- $4 on ads for $1 received on items. That is a terrible ROI. Kind of just bleeding money. One of the quarters, they got $9.4 million, but they spent $9.6 million. I think like the first fiscal year, they lost like $63 million, something. They were just banking on, they were just banking on this puppy dog on a guy's wrist. I mean, he really did make an impact, but yeah, Yeah, like the product itself wasn't good enough, I guess. They tried to salvage it by cutting costs, by moving their headquarters from San Francisco to Indiana, I believe. Cheaper locations, laying off employees, but it just didn't work. Their shares from the IPO was $11. It peaked at 14 And by the time they were liquidating, it was just $0.19. Cents. Amazon had about 31% stake in the company at this point. So from their IPO to liquidation was about February 2000 to November 2000. In total, it started about November 1998 to November 2000. With the liquidation wow. finalized January 18th, 2001. To so make such a big splash. Through the whole thing, it was 1994 when he got the domain name all the way to 2001, January 18th. So I feel like, I mean, for, like a lot of new businesses fail. So it's not yeah. the fact that they lasted six years maybe isn't that bad. But the impact of the 98 to 2000 thing is really impressive. So essentially only like two years though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everyone was like, hey, this thing was big. Wait, it's dead? Okay. It sucked, especially for CEO Julie Wainwright, because she lost the company, it was going under, and was going through a divorce at the time. That stinks. She bounced back with the now successful company, Real Real, a luxury co-assignment company where 
you get to sell things through go between and split the profit. Like if you want to sell your yacht, you don't want to sell it on Craigslist. You go there and say, Hey, can you sell it for me? And when they sell it for you, because they did the service, they get some of the money. Hmm. But that was Julie Rainway. What about the doggy? Mm-hmm. The doggies. <laughs> uh, throughout the time of the pets.com, Conan O'Brien was the employer of oh, Triumph yeah. the Insult Comic Dog. Robert Smigel, who does Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and works with Conan O'Brien, he sued the Pets.com people for trade infringement and stuff like that. But in February 2001, after the company was dead, <laughs> a judge threw out the lawsuit because he was like, these things have no connection. And throughout the whole time, uh, Conan O'Brien was covering the... Uh, the lawsuit stuff is like triumph is fighting the pets.com dog pets.com didn't cooperate with them because like why is this guy selling this out that that wouldn't be the last of our furry little or fuzzy wool friend and that suspicious ending takes us into our next commercial because we've talked enough about this dog we'll go on to this right after this okay right after this break (laughs) This one has a bit of a caveat to it because this next company is kind of more famous for a particular type of ad that featured later. But since the theme is the Pets.com sock puppet, there's one earlier that was... It doesn't work for this podcast because it's completely silent. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to play two commercials for this particular company. Um, One one that just gives you a flavor. So the first one gives you a flavor of the type of things that they do and the type of thing that they did. And the second one is the commercial we're actually going to talk about. So here we go. Uh, this is weak, man. Frank's trying to not pay me my winnings for the skins beatdown. I just issued him because his 401k is tanking. It's like, dude, you got to grab the reins, man. Get E-Trade, do some analytics, do some research, and take charge so I don't have to subsidize your lack of golfing skills. But then the night told... You moved your ball. Frank, it was on the cart path. Why don't you try reading the rules, Shankopotamus? Take control with one of the most powerful investing machines there is. Join the thousand new accounts a day at E-Trade. Shankopotamus. If you want to watch the Golf Baby commercial, it's on YouTube under E-Trade, Golf Baby, Super Bowl, XL, Three Eyes, commercial, 2009. So it's um, kind of a... Uh... Simple looking commercial, just a baby yeah. in front of a computer. This is late like 2000s. This yeah, is the, you can even hear the, the whir of the background. Yeah, it's like this is this is just you know, slice of life, but what slice a baby! Of life. It's talks. a baby, so it's baby in front of a keyboard where the camera from the computer is staring at him. He's just saying that he's he's has a golf visor, and his old man golfing buddy in the back is putting away the golf clubs, and he's like. He sucks at golf and trading, so he needs E-Trade to uh, help him out there. But it's very simple with the visuals. It's just him staring at the webcam. So, yeah. So, the company... And then it shows all those TVs saying, E-Trade is really cool. Invest here. So, we're looking at E-Trade. So, that was the style of commercial that they did, especially after this stage. So, the commercial we're actually going to be looking at is this one. So we're going to try something different for this one because this ad is completely silent. Well, it's not completely well, silent. Relatively silent. Yeah, it's, it's just music. No um, words. 
Now we're going to describe what's happening on screen um, as the music plays. So we're going to paint you a word picture. I'm obsessed Bye. with word pictures. All right. So for us anyway. <laughs> so it kicks off with a monkey uh, sitting on a horse and he's walking through a wasteland. It's his four leaves um, of various dot-com companies that have died. He puts his hand on his head because he's so embarrassed or sad that these companies have gone. Um, a big... <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll continue. Uh, a big wrecking ball hits, the, hits one of the companies and a sock puppet that looks suspiciously like the Pets.com sock puppet lands at the feet of the monkey. He stares at the sock puppet and begins to cry. Uh, the title card says, invest wisely. And then he walks away, leading the horse into, I don't know, the sunset or something. Anyway, so the monkey cries in the commercial, or the chimp. It's reminiscent of the, what is it? The Indian, the Indian commercial from, what was it, the 70s? Crying Indian, yeah, yeah. yeah crying Indian, a PSA about not recycling or hurting the earth that kind of thing so yeah what is someone threw like a hamburger wrapper on the floor or yeah and then he kind of cries or he weeps a little some people have a deep abiding respect for the natural beauty that was once this country and some people don't people start pollution people can stop it So this commercial is sort of commenting on the dot-com bubble burst. And dead office spaces with pimentoloaf.com and abandoned Ferraris. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just making fun of the dot-com bubble burst. So this commercial is called E-Trade 2001 Super Bowl commercial. So like you said previously... It is officially called Ghost Town. So like you had said previously, the year 2000 Super Bowl was the dot-com Super Bowl. So tons of ads. So this aired the year after, after the massive bubble burst. So E-Trade still existed and was kind of making fun, I don't know, acknowledging the burst. And it was saying invest wisely because they're a trading company and all of these bubbles burst. So invest wisely. So it's a good tie in. And then, you know, it showed the pets.com puppet. I think um, it was only like one out of three that advertised in Super Bowl 2000 came back in 2001. Yeah. Out of what, 17 previously? Yeah. So the bubble burst, E-Trade's making fun of it. And then it also has a nod to that famous Indian PSA. So what? He walks away is- like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it's it's a weird commercial. It's kind of cute. The the chimp is really fun to watch. Like a blender right. and everything. So what is E-Trade? E-Trade was the first electronic trading platform. So it's actually kind of oldish, weirdly enough. It was founded by Bill Porter and Bernard Newcomb to trade stock online. So Bill Porter was a physicist who invented loads of things like night vision for electron microscopes and television cameras, amongst a lot of other things, I guess. And Bernard Newcomb was a legally blind man with a business degree, and he worked at a nuclear power plant at one point. So Bill and Bernard met at a party in 1980. Billy and Bernie. Billy and Bernie. And Bill convinced Bernard (laughs) to go into business with him. They had an idea of using the personal computer to buy and sell stock from home. This would undercut discount brokerage. So using this buy and sell stock from home, it would undercut discount brokerage houses and computer bulletin board traders who took orders after the market closed to be traded when they were back open. So, you know, 
give the power to the people. No, it's the people <laughs> who could afford a PC who were still kind of not the people. Anyway, Newcomb. Um, are either rich or hobby nerds. So Bernard, he's the one who developed the programming. So in 1982, they started Trade Plus, which conducted trade during market hours and real-time stock pricing and portfolio updates. The system went online in July 1983, and they had their first trade that year. So hooray, good for them. They said it was like a Michigan dentist or something. <laughs> so their customers soon became discount brokerage houses. They took a hit during the 1987 stock market crash, but recovered in the early 90s. After and- the uh, early 90s recession. Hmm. We've had a lot of recessions. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Bill and Bernard started E-Trade to offer individual customers stock information with fewer fees than before. So during the internet growth of the 1990s, or the sky was high, they grew as more people started using the internet. So, you know, it's a trading platform online. Of course they would grow. So they rebranded as E-Trade Group during this period. And they went public in 1996. So they thrived through the 1990s, but fell on hard times during the early 2000s as the dot-com bubble burst. And fewer people were using their services or they were afraid to trade anymore. It spooked a lot of people, which is fair because that was a pretty bad, if you were investing in that period on dot-com, that was pretty scary. Things got worse during the late 2000s financial crisis, you know, another crisis. So Citadel bailed them out and bought pretty much $3 billion worth in assets of E-Trade for essentially $800 million. So they got a pretty steep discount. After what appears uh, Citadel got controlling stake, they invested $2.5 billion in E-Trade. They had the money. They just weren't going to pay for it. <laughs> so this commercial, the Western Chimp, what was it called? Officially? Ghost Town. Ghost Town. So Ghost Town was produced by Goodby Silverstein and Partners. They actually had one ad, E-Trade. It was in the 2000 Super Bowl, I might add, the dot-com Super Bowl, where they used up $2 million, and it featured the monkey, the Western monkey, um, or the chimp, wearing an E-Trade shirt and two men in a garage clapping to the cucaracha. So the ad kind of just suggests that you should invest wisely with E-Trade. It was also very minimalist with sight and sound, too. (laughs) Yeah, I think they started introducing speaking when the baby came in, <laughs> uh, those baby commercials. So, yeah, so the, the chimp was already kind of associated with E-Trade. So they moved him into the second ad for 2001. So Ghost Town during the 2001 Super Bowl, it's silent and they poke fun of the dot-com bubble. He kind of walks through the wasteland. And as you said a minute ago, yeah, they were only one of three dot-com companies to return to the Super Bowl after the burst. What were the other two, I wonder? I didn't look at that. Well, whatever. The dot-com bubble itself was estimated that were, there was about $2 trillion worth of loss, which was pretty scary. Um, so, hmm. The monkey was sent off with a musical. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> so the monkey, like I said, was associated with E-Trade, and they kind of retired that mascot and replaced by the finance baby, whatever you want to call that thing. A musical? What were you thinking? It's a disaster. I'm really sorry, but you just don't fit our new image. I, I think chimps are on the cute scale. They're like four-ish out of scary. Ten, but they're like, also pretty ugly to me. <laughs> they're terrifying to me. I don't like monkeys. I don't like apes. I don't like anything. <laughs> I don't like spider monkeys. I, I don't. They look too people-ish concerns me i don't know it's something about it giant just hulking people kinda, just kind of disturbs me like their eyes 
scary. But anyway, that's what ended up happening to the. So how did you feel about this commercial when he started crying? It was. Uh, I don't like. I don't like it. Or, like, I don't like his or eyes. The, uh, or the uh, Cocoa Krispies monkey. I don't like that monkey either. I don't like really how crazy. they associate that with food. I was like, this is gross. Don't put this thing in. <laughs> but yeah, this monkey but was... that uh, wasn't the end of the Patch.com sock puppet. After exactly. the monkey took him on his western... So, so this is kind of interesting. We're looking at the birth of the sock puppet, the Pets.com sock puppet, who doesn't have a name. Does he have a name? No, he's just called the sock puppet. Oh. Well, that's sad. So, you know, he came around with Pets.com and then the bubble, bubble burst and he died and he was picked up by this monkey and looked at like sadly, like sadly, like it was it was it was a knockoff puppet. But, it, you know, you could tell it was the sock puppet. And now we move on to our final commercial, the final boss. of The, <laughs> the secret boss. You're pretty waiting long. Yeah, and I'm late. No car, huh? Uh-uh. Bad credit. Uh, I got a car. Hey, I can't get financing. Sure you can. It's easy. Just call 1-800-BAR-NONE. If you need car financing, even if you have bad credit, 1-800-BAR-NONE could get you approved in minutes. 1-800-BAR-NONE? You can? I am? Really? Scintillating. Need a car? Call 1-800-BAR-NONE. Everyone deserves a second chance. Bar-NONE. Call now. So this is a cute commercial for a few reasons. One, it stars a sock puppet, the infamous Pets.com sock puppet. So it shows the commercial itself starts off with two people sitting at a bench. One of them looks like Tim Heidecker. Anyway, they start, they're sitting at a bench and they're waiting for presumably a bus. I don't know. And out comes the sock puppet. So <laughs> the Pets.com sock puppet. And he starts talking to the woman. Uh, he starts talking to the man who also sits down and he's basically just promoting 1-800 bar none. The man calls his phone and I guess gets approved by bar none immediately, <laughs> pretty much immediately, which seems reckless by bar none. And he kind of, he leaves the bus stop and then it just focuses on the dog who talks directly to the camera and tells us how great bar none is. And he ends the commercial with everyone deserves a second chance. Very, very cute. The beginning sounds like Seinfeld or something. Yeah, it has that and weird little... He's like pieces. hitting on the lady throughout the whole thing. It's like, hey, you're pretty. I you're pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, that's that yeah. commercial. So this is the rebirth of the Pets.com. So did he die in the dot-com bubble? Or did he I mean, he did kind support? of... I guess or he did he come back support. like a phoenix or something? I don't know. He's a sock puppet, so he probably didn't really go through any evolutions of life. He's, he's, he's not an inanimate object. If you want to watch this ad, it's 1-800-BAR-NUN-AD-2002. Wow, this is a really short timeline that we're working with here. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was brought back yeah. to life kind of like a, at least a few. Yeah, with human memory and everything, I remember the dot-com bubble era as when I was more of a kid. But at this time, I was in my late teens. It felt like so distant. Yeah, Even exactly. I was like... That's Two really weird. years apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, um, one eight hundred bar none. It's called bar none, but it's also known as one eight hundred bar none because how famous that is. Bar none was a company founded in nineteen ninety five that helped auto buyers, particularly as the commercial stated, those with bad credit or no credit, secure an auto loan because you always need, unless you're super rich, you need freaking credit to get an auto loan. And striving to survive, you probably get bad credit along the way. <laughs> 
This helped out in their advertisement when they bought the Pets.com sock puppet. It played into the uh, bad credit thing because the Pets.com sock puppet was part of a company that was a massive failure and probably the face of the massive failure. (laughs) Observers were wondering if it was a good idea that a symbol tied to failure would work, but the CEO, Jim Krause, said it would fit theme. Everyone deserves a second chance. They would do it cleverly and with humor with the sock puppet. But the humor was a little bit different because this was not Michael Ian Black. Oh. Barnon and Hakan Enterprises, Inc., realizing that the sock puppet was famous, during the liquidation sale, they bought the sock puppet rights for $125,000. Hakan oh. Enterprises, Inc. was also famous for the Geico commercial where they had the uh, Taco Bell Chihuahua applying for a job at Geico after... <laughs> the racism controversy. So basically, to go down. This this group is kind of responsible for the, like the rehab of mascots. <laughs> they buy secondhand mascots and shove them into other commercials. <laughs> well, hello. Oh, great! A talking gecko. The Pets.com sock puppet replaced former football quarterback Frank Tarkenton, which was it was just so basic. It's like you need a car loan. This is it. Oh, right. That kind of like put it in there. Shaq and the general. At least he engages with the general. Hi, I'm Fran Tarkington with good news. Thanks to 1-800-BAR-NONE, you don't have to let credit problems keep you from owning a car. But this dot-com sock puppet added at least a little flavor to these pretty boring commercials, which uh, when did they air like freaking soap opera time? Yeah, that's what (laughs) I feel like. Because like, okay, the last two ads we watched even though they weren't high quality, they felt high quality. Even though there was that kind of gorilla nature of the first pet stuff. Oh, they went to the first. Yeah. It felt a little bit like it felt real. This one feels like, I, do you know what? I The reason why I think it feels kind of cheapy or played during like days of our lives <laughs> is because like at the bottom, it says 1-800-BAR-NON, a financial company. That's the kind yeah, of that sign. Yeah, the time you use your, they <clears throat> sell you that kind of. And that's what makes oh. it feel less prestige, if you will. Chi-chi-chi-chi. Or not. Buy your cheap crap and also apply for some credit if you don't have it. Something like that anyway. Some of the old uh, employees for Pets.com were interviewed for a podcast, Go For Broke. Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And they were, they uh, interviewed employees at Pets.com and some of them were saying uh, it was pretty sad because we were young. It was really exciting during the Pets.com days and we could have had it big. And then to see that our mascot was just completely gutted from what it was before and just (laughs) shilling for an auto insurance company that they just bought it and he's doing it. It just was sad for them. It does kind of seem like the pets.com yeah. guy uh, puppet is slumming it. But there is kind of a niceness <laughs> to it. It's like everyone deserves a second chance. Kind of nice in its way because yeah. it's like he's going to be dead anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, I get his point. But at the same yeah. time, the company failed and died. So Bar none was first acquired by First Advantage Corporation in 2005. Then after the financial crash and trouble happened, they were bought by Centro in 2009. And Look. I'm not sure what happened to it. We've improved as a people, you know, over time. You're better off than you were in the 60s and 70s. But I still stand by my thing. The 2000s kind of sucked. (laughs) Whatever. uh, Hey, Um, do you know what we should do? 
We should episode. The 2006. I love the 90s. I love the 2000s. We should uh buy the um the puppet uh, the pets.com sock puppet Can and it? advertise either this podcast or whatever <laughs> the heck else we're gonna venture into. Interesting. I'm gonna look this up now. Hold on, folks. We're gonna buy the pets.com puppet if he's up for sale for anything. He's um, here right now. Thank you. Me. You'll do the voice because I can't do it. All right. Maybe we'll so, hire Malcolm Black. <laughs> I'm assuming he costs more today. Yeah, he probably does. He does so do cameos comedy. though, so maybe you could just get like one snippet. Oh, maybe of a five dollar cameo, and he's like, "Hey, I'm the guy who's the puppet. Here's this thing." <laughs> exactly. Maybe we could just do that and just reuse it again and again. Or we just All come right. up with our own knockoff puppet, and he'll be this. The, and then the lawsuit will be the advertisement. <laughs> this is a great idea. I think we've come on to a winner. We'll have to workshop this after this. But first, after let's the review these. Okay, so which is your least favorite of the three? Least and I'm not going to include the baby ad. Yeah, exactly. So which would be my least favorite of all? It kidding. would actually. Yeah, actually, but, would. Um, yeah. Uh, um, so we've probably... answered that. But least favorite of excuse me, least favorite of the three. So we've got Bar None, we've got Monkey Through the Wasteland, Ghost Town, and we've got the initial Pets.com, which was the dog park. Dog park. Got dog park. Being licked by them. I'd say Barn On because, like I said, it reminds me of the cheapiness of 12 p.m. commercial hour. It's just two people sitting on a bench and some sock puppet guy harassing them to get better auto insurance. Because auto insurance, as opposed to pets and financial trading, is just kind of boring. More boring than the boring of financial trading. (laughs) It's just too simple and it's cheapy, so that's my least favorite. Yeah. Even though overall, it's like I'm okay with it. I like it, and the signature everyone deserves a second chance because everyone knows who the sock puppet was was good. Yeah, that's exactly it. I actually like this commercial, but it's the cheapiness that kind of kills it. Two people on a it, bus stop and a big one eight hundred at the bottom makes it <laughs> seem kind of uh, not that great. But the concept is really good. I I like the concept. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, he's. He was so popular that he wasn't necessarily tied to Pets.com. He was also his own thing. That's how big the advertising blitz was, man. (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing rested on that dang puppet. Okay, so I think we both agree that that's our least favorite. What is your second favorite? What's middle middle ground of the? I I guess I'd go with Pets.com, the one we had anyway. Yeah, because it's just so gorilla and minimalistic. Just it's just him walking through a dog park with a bunch of people playing with their dogs with the pets.com frisbee there. And if it wasn't a huge thing like pets.com, it'd be like, okay, what is this? Some sort of <laughs> local ad. And then yeah. it just gets a little weird, like with the improvisation, the weird innuendo at the end, how they're looking his face and he's like, Oh yeah, this is nice. It's just a I, weird I like weird I, I would, cherry on the top. <laughs> I would put that one a second as well because because of exactly those reasons, it's just a it's just a sock puppet in the park. But he's fun and he's interesting and he says weird things. It's yeah. a little reminiscent of the Crash Bandicoot thing, which I kind of liked. So it's fine. And it's a short commercial. It's not it's awfully really long. Fun. So I, I liked it. Yeah. By the and way, we can buy one of the sock puppet toys that they sold for $50. Right after the crash, it was sold on, on eBay for eBay. like $5. Oh, <laughs> 
Dang nabbit, I hate it when things grow in value. Anyway. Grow in value because of time and nostalgia. Dang it. All right, so uh, I think also in the bar, none, he wore a different watch. Ooh, he probably did. Probably know. a cheaper watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, on loan. All right, yeah, so that means loan. our top one is the E-Trade Ghost Town Chimp Wasteland. Yeah. Chimps are ugly, but it was, it was pretty clever. It was super clever. I like how they called back to the Iron Eyes Cody Native American commercial. That's weird. That's just a everyth- weird nod. I don't understand. Yeah, that. and everything's just weird how it's all, uh, it's just the excesses of the dot com bubble. The, the Ferraris and the stupid names yeah. and the dead office buildings and the sock puppet itself. There's a lot of little things that make it entertaining. Little notes like, just the ridiculous names of some of these dot-com companies. The fact that there's like a kind of an old Ferrari that says dot-commer on it as the vanity mm. license plate. And then, and it's, you know, okay, I'm not big into chimps and apes and those guys, but I do, I do like him. Like I do like him sitting on a horse, which is weird, walking through and then just slapping his forehead like, oh my God, what's happened here? And then when he grabs the puppet, it's like, ah, oh, two famous mascots, one taken down. So I, I like that commercial, even if it has no no words. Yeah. I have no words for this commercial. No, it's, E-Trade, it's actually very good. I like it. E-Trade tried to downplay the baby after the they were bought out because they tried to make it look like they were older and investing wisely. But uh, they brought him back. The world needs you back. I'm retired, Greg. You know this. People have their money just sitting around doing nothing. That's bad. They shouldn't do that. They're getting crushed by inflation. Well, I feel for them. They're taking financial advice from memes. I'll get my onesies. But that's what I kind of like about this. This commercial is a bit off for me, though, with its message. Because everyone deserves a second chance is positive. It's like, wow, even with my mistakes. This one's like rubbing it in. You lost. You probably invested through us in E-Trade. Yeah, maybe. You're still it's dead. a bit of a risky move there, but it does kind of, it does get the message well, home. Just it's like, just, it's just saying you can use us, but just invest wisely, you yeah. know, like, but that goes in line with what they said the previous year about like investing smartly. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you might've invested in all these, just invest wisely. That's it. So it's kind of a, I guess that's sort of the PSA. Yeah. <laughs> the car, yeah the Cucaracha one was pretty good. They just had, simple monkey and two guys clapping to the cucaracha and then they said well we just wasted two million dollars invest wisely so of these three based on the commercial which would you which service would you use i would use e-trade based on the commercial i guess e-trade too because i can just if i have enough disposable capital i can trade with them i get what the message is like i get what the message is it's like everything died invest wisely Okay, yeah. this is a platform for good like investing. I guess well. bar none would be second, but it's like yeah. I'm not really in the look for an auto loan, and it's dead. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of feel like I feel like I would have done bar none as uh, it's second. It gets its point across pretty quickly. <laughs> and Pets.com goes to Pets Smart, so I go to that with my physical body. And it's weird how when I go in there, there's like actual dogs there I like walking that. around the like, aisle. Whenever I walk in, I'm like, I hope I see a dog. I don't it have a dog. Smells like hamster. Smells like sawdust and hay. Okay, so that's the pets.com saga from beginning to end to new beginning to who knows. Um, maybe we'll take it. <laughs> need to find out the rights for that dog. 
That'd be pretty funny. So that's it. So uh, I enjoyed that one. That was actually quite uh, informative. And I guess the dog is doing well. So I think that's it. So we'll just. Yeah, my stupid cat is whining at me. So I'm just going to go on Chewy.com and get him some cheap stuff. (laughs) I'll get in about three days and he stopped whining at me. Exactly. The problems still exist. Yet I think pets.com was too ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time on the viral marketing and it was ahead of its time on the, the service offering. All right. With that, we thank you for listening. If you like us, make sure to subscribe on any of your platforms that you listen to podcasts to and tell your friends. Also follow us on Instagram and Facebook as RetroAd Review. We'll be back soon with another episode focusing on ads of yesteryear. Uh, and see how weird they look in today's lens. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Pets.com is closing down. Scintillating.